Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Joseph. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I am so grateful to have you here this wonderful Sunday afternoon. We're going to talk about an exciting topic I've never even considered, and that is strength as a second language. You are a, uh, you teach strength as a second language and you've written, you're about to have your third book hit on this, on this topic, but it's really about people getting in touch with their strength, pulling out their inner talents and gifts and, you know, using it on a daily basis. Cause I think often people leave their strength and their skills and their talents on the table on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they do, because at the end of the day, you know, I sort of always base it down to if you don't know your talents, which your talent is what we develop into a strength, Mm -hmm. but it's also where your weakness lives. So it's how you use your talent and the impact that it has. Right. So I find now. Yeah. You said something like your weakness is also there. Uh, yeah, you go. Yeah. There? yeah, 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 of course, your weakness is actually in your talent. So mm-hmm. I have the talent of communication. And this is okay. according to Clifton strengths assessment, where there are 34 talents. We build talents into strengths. Okay, and it used to be known as strengths finder. So some people out there in the audience might actually know it as strengths finder and not the new name Clifton strengths. Okay, so I have communication as a dominant talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I love words. Words are incredibly important to me when I'm using it at my best. I'm a great storyteller. I find the right words in the right moment. I know how to use tone and expression to get my point across. But when it's on its negative side, when it's not a talent, I can interrupt a lot. I can talk too fast. I can get lost in the words I'm using. I can repeat myself a lot if I feel like someone's not understanding me. And so I start saying the same thing in different ways until someone gives me some sort of clue that I get it. I understand you. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll stop now. You know, and if I look at when I was a kid, I was the kid who was always permanently next to the teacher's desk because, Joe, could you please stop bothering everyone? Stop talking to everyone. If she could only stop talking, right? So a lot of times we see our talents and we tend to see them on the raw side, on the negative side, especially as children. Mm -hmm. And so it's recognizing that it's really a talent that we need to hone, invest in and create a strength. 
Wow. You know why I, I love that you just explained this and, and clarified it is recently I heard a top trainer. She's a 25 world record holder in powerlifting. And wow. she had said, you know what? I didn't do powerlifting because it's my greatest talent. It was my weakness. And I went in there and built that strength. And then I became the best at it. And when I heard that, because she said, you know, passion's overrated. People are like, it's my passion. I'm going to do my passion. But they don't build that strength right. or that passion into a strength. And, and I thought that was interesting when she said that. I was like, what are you talking about? Passion's awesome, right? But when she clarified it, I thought it was interesting. And this brings further clarification that what you might have is like, I like to tell stories. It's something you have to hone to bring out that talent to its full fruition. Right, right, exactly. And I always tell people like, just because you have high communication doesn't mean you're great at communicating. Right. Like it's, it's, it's kind of because a lot of people are like, Oh, I have such a hard time writing. Like I don't have communication very high. And I'm like, you might actually be better than me in some circumstances. Right. Like, because you might have other talents that make you very concise, very clear, say exactly what you mean. Whereas I might get too flowery. Mm. I might not say exactly what I mean and get lost in the words. Right. So it's, there's skills, right. Things you can do. And just because you can do something really well, doesn't necessarily mean it comes from a talent and you may not even enjoy doing it. It's just Whoa. a skill you can do. That's true. That is very true. Now, how does someone that now this happened for me many years ago, I started as a consulting business because my boss told me in corporate America, Hey, you did this so well. I think you do better if you just go out there and do it yourself as a consultant, not as easy as I thought. And I, I actually <sighs> ended up hating it because the thing is that now you're married to it 24 seven, you're on. It's like, if it's, if you, everything's on you. You're the business. You got to go out there, get the business. You got to keep it pumping. It was much more skills involved than just doing what I was good at in corporate. And I didn't have all those other skills. And so it made yeah. me not enjoy it. Um, and through that process, I found podcasting and my, my mentor said to me, it looks like you hit on something that you're talented at or you're good at. And I started to ask friends, write down what you find is my strengths. Cause I've never done that. And, she's, and so everyone right. came back that you are a great storyteller and we love talking to you. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. I can't do a job at that. What am I going to do with that? But you know, it's, right. it's, 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 and it's hard, but you can find something. I mean, how I got my start within, well, not fully within strengths. Like I've worked with strengths in some form or fashion, mostly informally for 20 years now. Mm -hmm. I discovered my strengths in 2003, but I became a certified Gallup coach in 2015 mm -hmm. and actually became one of the first Spanish certified uh, Gallup coaches, because I was in the first group that they did in the Spanish language. So I actually do this bilingually mm -hmm. as well. And so because language has always been important to me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it became one of those things that I started strengths branding. So I actually wanted to work with entrepreneurs and startups because I wanted them to get a head start on building a strengths-based culture mm. so that it could be more successful and sustainable when they recognized building from strength was going to do that for them if they really incorporated it into who they were. Because I use strengths, there were a lot of coaches that went through the certification process and went, now what? Okay, yeah. how am I going to build a business? How do I find clients? What do I do? And I don't think traditional marketing always works mm -hmm. That's true. for Depending. entrepreneurs. And yes, yeah. there's click funnels and yes, there's things. And yes, there's things you can do. But I sort of flipped it on its head and said, what do you do well? What do you love to do? What skills are you going to naturally bring to the table? What can you delegate? But at mm. the end of the day, what's your message? Mm. Because your yeah. message is so much more important because whatever you have to say, someone's going to go, oh, she gets me. Yeah. He knows what I'm talking about. 
that's the person I want to talk to. And so your niche really kind of organically evolves based on you just showing up Boom. and being who you need to be. Yeah, I I love that you say that, Joe, because I think I, I did this when I first got started. I would look at other people doing what I was doing or at least consulting and said, what are they doing in their business? Let me copy them. And that's not me. And so, yeah. you know, it was funny. One person looked at the copy of my website and said, uh, how did I put it? I said, is your finances hemorrhaging? Let me come in and help you. They're like hemorrhaging. That's like the worst picture ever. Uh, but <laughs> I, I realized that, you know, sometimes we're trying to copy others. It doesn't speak to people. People begin to feel something's off with this person. I'm not connecting with them. It's because you're not really bringing yourself to the table. You're bringing an image of someone else that you think will work well in the marketplace. Right. I look at, you know, life in general, right. But also business, there's kind of two paths that we can go down, right. I, I have this picture on my website of train tracks and there's one that goes right, one that goes left and one that mm -hmm. goes straight and straight would be ideal, right. That would be us and our strengths, recognizing it, owning it, doing it. But mm -hmm. someone we love, parents, grandparents, mm -hmm. a teacher, someone we admire says, oh, you know, Christine, I bet you'd be really great at this. And you go, oh, well, they hmm. probably know me better than I do. And I'm not really sure. And so I'm going to go down that path. But at the end of the day, like there's something that's never quite clicking, but you hmm. keep plugging away at it because they must know something you don't, they must recognize something you don't, they, you know, and they want the best for you. So it's not that they're intentionally trying to harm you. Mm -hmm. Right. So it feels at least something is in alignment. Yeah. But it's never going to work because it's going against what really feels good to you. And so the longer you do that, the longer you realize this is not me. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you have someone you admire, someone you're like, hey, they're doing what I'm doing. They're really successful. Let me do what they're doing. Let me copy them. Like you said, mm -hmm. also not going to work because mm -hmm. that's not your time. You can be as successful as they are, but you've got to find your way of doing it. And that's why taking the Clifton Strengths assessment for me was like getting a user's manual for myself. It's Every time someone says, Christina, why do you do that? Uh -huh. And you go, I, I don't know. Doesn't everybody do that? Do that? Exactly. That's and, what, you, know, that's what like, you think, actually. You think, right? Oh. Or Christina, you're so good at doing that. And you think, really? Okay. Yeah. Not a big deal. Doesn't exactly. everybody do that? Right. Yeah. That is a talent and it's a talent unrecognized. And so mm. we tend to devalue it in us because we don't think it's anything special. And so we're not honing it. We're not investing in it. Mm. We're not recognizing, but the double-edged sword that's kind of funny about that is because we lack that objectivity and that vocabulary of knowing what it is we do well. Yeah. We're actually judging others for not doing it the same way or as well as us. Oh, wow. We're actually devaluing others because our filter is clouded. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, it's, I recall, see, I was in corporate America and my, my primary goal for these companies was to collect money AR. And I was always told that you're like the best collector ever. It's because I like people. So I would call, yeah. I would contact uh, the client and be like, okay, tell me what's going on. Why are you having trouble with the bills? And they tell me their story, kind of not unlike what I'm doing in the podcast. And right. uh, then with them hearing they're being heard, they were like, let's figure out a plan. We can get this, you know, get you paid up. And then they'd be willing to want to pay because they felt heard. Um, yes. So that turned out to be a talent that now I'm, I'm using it as in this capacity in podcasting. But there's so many ways to use a, a said talent, not in one way. And I think uh, one thing that people get pigeonholed is like, oh, I do this talent well. And they see it as only a pigeonhole that in this way, in which case you can use your gift or talent. Maybe it's, it, you know, 
pulling out people's best in fitness or whatever it is, but there's a different right. variety Absolutely. of ways. Yeah. There's a different variety of ways to use your, your gift. In other words. Yeah. yeah. Someone with high empathy. There's a story in the now discover your strengths. One of the early mm -hmm. books around strengths where a person had been a journalist and was very, mm -hmm. very good as a journalist had high empathy and that high empathy with her listen, yeah. hear the stories, hold the silences, let them talk. They felt hurt. And it was, you know, so she was great at doing interviews and doing that kind of work. Eventually her mother got ill and she turned it around because she was working. She was staying with her mom. She was spending a lot of time in hospice mm -hmm. and other patients, instead of going to the hospice or were coming to her, how can you help me? What do I need to know? And so all of that ability to learn, have curiosity, know the right information, but also deliver it in a way that was compassionate because mm -hmm. she could understand what they were going through mm. was just an entirely different application. So she actually became a, a, a hospice counselor, right? Wow. And so totally changed jobs. And so our strengths don't tell us what we're going to do. They just tell us how we're going to do it. That's awesome. So if yeah. you're a mechanical engineer with high relationship talents, you don't want to be sitting at a drafting desk all day in a dark basement, never talking to anyone. You're going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. You might be in an amazing mechanical engineer, but you got to find a different way and a new outlet for that same skill in a space that makes you happy and gives you energy. And wow. that's going to be with other people. Wow. You know, interestingly, I heard a guy say he's now his full-time job is um, being in strength and, uh, and I mean, physical strength. He does yeah. uh, strength competitions. And he said, as a kid, people told me he couldn't sit still. He was always jumping around, whatever, whatever. Um, it, a what is that thing they give you when they say you can't sit down in school? ADHD. ADD. Right? Yeah, ADD ADD. or ADHD. That's it. Yeah. So he said, Oh, you know, I was I was diagnosed with ADHD. That's my thing. Da, da, da. But my mom saw something in me and she brought me to a local gym at 10 years old and said, I'm gonna get you to get this energy out. And yeah. and now that's become his his full-time thing. He's doing quite well at it. Um, but yeah. it's interesting because I think we sometimes label our children with these labels of this or that when it's just their way of taking in the world, their strengths, and that's how they deal with the world or taking information. And we see it as a disable or one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Or a problem when really they just need to maybe do things a little differently. Well, and there's there's two examples I wanna I wanna share around that is one, there are no studies that I know of. So this is through experience of other coaches and observations that are being made in the space, um, especially looking at children potentially, but also looking at adults. Uh, those who have attention deficit often have focus as a high talent, and that sounds contra in, in 
counterindicative, right? Like uh-huh. if they have high focus, then why are this? But people with high focus actually need to be able to focus for long periods of time. And you'll notice that in people who have ADD, there's often a space where they have flow and they have no problem staying engaged and they have no problem paying attention. It's something they really enjoy. It's something they love and they're often good. But if you think about schools or the workday, one meeting to another meeting to another meeting, one class to another class to another class, like every time you find your rhythm, it's broken. Boom. Yeah. And so it causes anxiety. Mm, wow. And so it's a reaction to a talent that you potentially have that is not able to develop itself. Ah. So there's this deep intrinsic need, but an inability to de- to develop it. Wow. Another case is there was a study, there, were, there was a prison where they did strengths for prisoners that were going to be uh, reincorporated into society. And it was a male prison. Mm-hmm. And they found that the number one talent among them of frequency was empathy. And people think, prisoners? Empathy? <laughs> Why would that be? But if you think of the American prison system and who generally happens to find themselves in those situations are men that come from potentially Hispanic or, you know, the Latino or mm-hmm. black communities where a father might be absent or a father might be extremely a lot of pressure. Don't cry. Don't mm-hmm. you know be a man. You've got to stand up for yourself. And so this need to express mm-hmm. their emotion and feel the things is push down Mm. their ability to still read the room. So when there's a lot of anger present, a lot of fear present, a lot of other things, they're taking it all in. Yeah. Right. As, Mm -hmm. as, as people high in empathy. And so they react to that. Uh Interesting. Which can take them down a darker path and it's the same talent. So you just have to re uh, hone that and move it into a more positive arena. Exactly. Exactly. So what, you know, I, I went through this when I started uh, my consulting biz many years ago, I was like at an impasse, like, okay, where do I begin to realize where my gifts and talents are and how to best yeah. use them? Say someone's just getting started. They're in a corporate job. Like I was uh, many years back where I was really unhappy, gained a bunch of weight, thought, what am I going to do? Do this job I not too keen on for the next 50 years yeah. or yeah. what, how do I go deeper? And so where do people start if they're at that impasse? The first thing you do is you go to gallup.com or my.gallup.com and you buy a code to take the Clifton Strengths Assessment. And okay. there's an opportunity to take just your top five or get the full 34 report. I highly recommend the full 34 report. In the US currently at $60, it is worth every single penny you're going to spend. Wow. I would read through it, but I think the next best step is to get a coach, even for one session, just to walk you through your report and understand what it really means. So a very first session with me, with someone who's very new to strengths is often just walking through and going, this is what's beautiful about that talent. This is what you do amazingly well. Most likely you probably have this tendency. Mm -hmm. This is where it can get a little dark. This is where you might have some issues. This might be like the darker side of your time. And you know, and I go, now, how does that relate? Oh my God. Yeah. With my wife, I do this or right. And they go into this thing and they find ways to relate. And that's one of the best things you can do is just really understand where it shows up for you. Oh my gosh, right? that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good and first And it's an step. amazing place to start. It's an amazing place to start. I think you can read the report. One of the reasons, you know, so I'm writing these books, the Practical Strengths books. And one of the reasons I'm writing them, the big series is a series of right now, it's a total of 10 books, but mm. that could always get bigger. But right now it's a total of 10 books. The third one's about to be published, but they're glossaries. Mm. So it's, Right now I have a book on parenting and I have a book on career success. So it's 
how does your strength, because the strength doesn't stay at the office, Mm -mm. right? A strength is with you all the time, but it can show up slightly differently based on the stimuli, the people around you, your environment, right? So Uh it's always going to be there. My strategic is number one. When I work with clients, I'm a map maker. I love helping people figure out where they are on the map and where they need to go and how to get there in the best way possible. With my son, I'm an explorer. I'm not going to write the map for him, but I'm going to give him all the possibilities of what he could explore and do it with him so that he can find his way, Mm. right? As opposed to being a little bit more directive. It's still my strategic talent showing up, right? So that's his parenting. Career success, we've taken each talent and it's for career development as much as it is for searching for a job. Mm. So it's great from, say, high school for trying to figure out majors. It's great for university trying to figure out career paths. It's great for managers to get to know their teammates and have better one-on-ones that are more strengths-based and really look at the value and environment to see if their people are thriving where Mm -hmm. they are and if there's adjustments that can be made. But it includes what to look for. So what kind of environment are you going to thrive in? How to look for it? Because not every talent is going to look for a job the same way. How to talk about it. So in the interview process on your resume, what should you say to show Mm -hmm. your value? And then how to be successful in the first, you know, few weeks on the job and it tells you you know how to really use that to maximize your entrance into a position and it's it's incredibly helpful right and so these are glossaries so that even if you're new they're very practical and applicable solutions Mm -hmm. so if you can't find a coach right away and happen to have a book around that space I would go to the book and say hey will this help you with this Mm -hmm. and get started there What's the third book going to be on the third book is communication style so how we communicate and that's where you know, my program for branding and understanding yourself is called the language of you. I have a new course called strengths as a second language, which is literally going through all 34 talents and just teaching them like a vocabulary test Mm. so that people can have a basic understanding. I would love to see this in high schools and universities that are using strengths for career development, Mm -hmm. but if they could do a one credit course or something where they taught the kids all 34 talents, then they start looking at themselves through their own talent lens, but they can look at someone else and go, oh, I bet you have analytical or, oh, I know you have analytical. So that means I know you need this Mm. or I know this about you. And it may not be perfect, but it's better than just going, why do you have to do everything so different than me? Why do you ask so many questions? Why are you always so sensitive? Why All of those come from talent space. Mm. So if we can sort of open that objectivity and see each other through that positive intention and still celebrate the individual, Mm. I really think we could have a huge impact just by doing that. Because at the end of the day, there are 34 words that unite 8 billion people on this planet. So we wow. actually have more in common than we don't. I love it. And I'm thinking even if you know you are a business owner listening in, this would be a great way to get in touch with what are the talents you're missing in your organization? Because I heard one entrepreneur say, often we hire people like ourselves, which is yes. not optimal because- you might be good or have a talent and set amount of skills, but you'll need other people to do the things you're not good at. And you have to be able to hire that talent and not say, Oh, I don't like him because he's too analytical or whatever. There's a reason why you need that because you're not good at it. And so you need right. to come in and do that poor, that part. Yeah, absolutely. It's to find that balance. And I love doing team diagnostics. It's like one of my favorite things to do and to work with managers who need to understand their team a little bit better and for their team to understand each other a little bit better and where the roles mm-hmm. are. And from the organizations I've worked with, it's really funny because they're like their collective talents as a team is often why they're so successful 
Mm-hmm. But it's also what's holding them back in certain areas. It's the same exact talents. And so, and it's funny because then when you ask them, what do you find to be the biggest challenge and how would you solve it? Their challenge is often something their talent can easily solve. They're just not applying it proactively. Ah, interesting. You know, and so it's always kind of like, hey, the good news is you guys got this. Yeah. It's just a question of putting in the work. Mm. And it's yeah. not going to be hard. Right. It's actually going to come from a place that should be naturally fairly easy for you it's just that perspective change right yeah yeah and you know it's interesting because I I wish I had your books and your information in school because in high school we took a career assessment and because I was so shy and uh, you know a tough a little bit of a tough upbringing um, I kept very quiet so you would never guess that I love to talk and that something I'm good at back in high school. So when I took the assessment, they actually said my best career choice would be a flower shop owner or, you know, messing with flowers and plants. And I did not like gardening at all. So I was like, huh, what, huh? How does this help me (laughs) going to college? So I was really, really like, I can't do anything in college. This says I can only be a flower person. Yeah. Yeah. I think my number one was always lawyer or judge. And I would go, really? Like that's, not even close to what I want to. Now, when somebody said, I could see you being a really good advocate, then I thought of the Spanish word for advocate, which is abogado. And I was like, you know, now if somebody had said advocate, I might've taken that an entirely different direction. And that's something. Because my <laughs> talents actually, I mean, I'm advocating for talents. I advocate for other people. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you say it as a lawyer, I went, it's our perception of law you know it's our perception of law because if you break down what do you do as a lawyer and how do you help people uh you know I, I think people will look at it and they'll have a stigma like oh lawyers just are you know chasing ambulances and trying to get right, right. but a lawyer is much deeper than that you know we're spending your time with your nose in books researching mm-hmm. you know all kinds of different cases and all that is it no but you could actually be a lawyer or still use similar talents in a different way, exactly. right? Advocating for a nonprofit, advocating for something mm-hmm. you're passionate about doing something like that. And so had somebody maybe gone down that path and I had known my talents, yeah. it might've made a lot more sense. I'm very happy where I am at the moment. I don't have any regrets, Yeah, but, um, you know, but it, it could have, I could have taken a different path. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you, Joe. And I think with them saying flower ranger, whatever yeah. it's creative. Like, I don't need to go to college for that. And it's yeah. creative. It's and creative. It's... it's creative. But see, mm-hmm. I'm a creative person. So they, they did hit on um, part of my talents, but in a way I would never think flowers really, huh? But <laughs> it's sometimes taking whatever you get. If someone like my family, my mom said, I'd be a great hair stylist. Cause I like to mess with right. my own hair. But I'm like, hell no, I don't want to smell that all day long. Uh, but you know, it, it's funny how people get their thing, but you can get clues sometimes when you hear family members say certain things and it's because they're, they're catching on certain qualities of your talent. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. You know, going broader with it. Well, this has been awesome. I don't want anyone to leave without finding out how they can find out more about you, get a copy of your books. How can they do that? So the books are available on Amazon. They're available uh, both in print and on Kindle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are two options and they're only available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And then as far as getting in touch with me directly, you can go to my website, which is discoverjoself.com. I love it. Well, I thank you so much, Joseph, for coming to share your great wisdom today on strength. I hope it piques everyone's attention, regardless if you're already an entrepreneur or business owner, finding ways to broaden your skills and bring it to the world in a bigger way nothing wrong with that. And anyone else who doesn't have a business who wants to just broaden their skills, you can always do that better. So go to discoverjoeself.com today. And thank you so much, Joe, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. 
Thank you for having me, Christine. It's been a pleasure. You betcha. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.